0: As always it's so good to be with you and I must say I truly love our time together each and every week someone said recently that, the, that in the parish said that people come to St. Albert for all types of reasons but they end up staying for the community and I think there's a lot of truth to that there truly is a wonderful family atmosphere environment that exists here Well, in today's Gospel reading, we catch up with Jesus as he's leaving the city, the great city of Jericho. Jesus has been on a 235-mile journey. That's quite a bit of distance when you're walking, isn't it? Uh, But he'd been on this long journey, and he was heading towards Jerusalem as his final destination. And what waited upon him was the cross and also the resurrection. Jericho was a beautiful city and a lot of that, a lot of reason for that was that it was the location of the winter palace for Herod the Great. Um, that was his place where he would go when he, when he was in the winter time to take a vacation. Also, it was like a bedroom community, Jerusalem to Jerusalem. It's sort of like, you know, some of the outskirts, like a Norton Commons or whatever out there sort of a bedroom type of community and it was also a place where the many of the Levitical priests that's where they lived that was sort of their town so to speak and uh, so many of them were found there and as we see with Bartimaeus another interesting thing about this is that it's the time of the Passover feast this is an annual event and uh it's not like you know back in those days the temple was where God was it wasn't like you come here and you find God and you go there and you find God but you would go to the temple that was the place that you would celebrate the feast as a matter of fact it was a requirement that everyone come to Jerusalem once a year in order to celebrate the Passover so what that means is there were throngs of people on their way And Jericho was just a short distance from there. Now, another typical thing that would take place, uh, sort of a tradition, people are on pilgrimage to Jericho. So what the the people in the cities would do is they came by, they'd gather along the street. Sort of like the derby parade, you know, that we have, you know, everybody gathers along the street. You sort of gather along the street and you cheer and woo-hoo, okay, go. You know, this is a great thing that you're doing and that's exactly what it is what has happened there's literally multitudes of people and on this roadside leading to Jerusalem as you exit Jericho was a man and his name was Bartimaeus his name was Bartimaeus one of many that were there that morning and little did he know little that within just a few minutes his life was going to be changed by Jesus for the good. Boy did he have a surprise coming one he wasn't expecting that day. Well what do we know about Bartimaeus? One thing that's important to know is that he wasn't blind from birth so somewhere between birth and his age he lost his ability to see. Now uh, that's, that's a very key important thing. He also came from a long line of Levitical priests and meaning that he was devoted to his faith he clearly identifies who Jesus is when he starts hollering out to him then he say "Uh, son of David son of David okay he knows who he is that's the messianic term for Jesus so that was a very obvious kind of thing Um, and so as the crowds were following Jesus it was a massive group and what they would do to, in order to get through the crowd is they would send these runners, these front runners along the way that would move the crowd because everybody wanted to crowd in on Jesus. Well, I would be one of those. I'd want to crowd in on Jesus too. I'd want to get as close to him as I can. But it's sort of like the forerunners, they were creating a pathway for Jesus to come through. And so as these forerunners approach Bartimaeus, he says, what's going on? What's all this excitement about? What's happening? And they said, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is here. Now, what must have run through his mind when he thought about that? Um, By that time, Jesus had spent three years. uh, He was very popular And a lot of the information about the miracles he had done had spread quite profoundly. As a matter of fact, uh, we know Jesus healed the blind. So surely Bartimaeus had heard about that. And so he starts to think, well, maybe he could heal me too, you know? If he can heal those, why wouldn't he heal me? So, um, and and, uh, Bartimaeus knows. He says he's the son of David. So he acknowledges who he is as the Messiah, and uh, then he begins to think as he thinks about healing me, begins to shout. He begins to shout out, son of David, have pity on me. Over and over he says those words, son of David, have pity on me. And he gets pretty loud about it, as a matter of fact, uh, bolsterous, as I would hope we would too. I mean here's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity Jesus is passing by and I want to see Jesus I want to talk to Jesus I want to be healed by Jesus so I'm gonna be screaming but the the forerunners that they kept saying be quiet don't 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 agitate Jesus don't you know leave him alone you're you're just a poor blind beggar okay this Jesus you know he's going to Jerusalem to pronounce himself as king uh, But you know what he said, he said, uh, he says to the blind beggar, he says, he says, don't bother him. He doesn't have time for you. But what does Bartimaeus do when they say that? He just starts getting louder. He just starts, he raises his voice several notches is what he does. And he's really screaming. It even says he's screaming at this point. Uh, That's a wonderful thought. And there's a thought for you this morning in this as well not to start screaming we don't need that but you know but uh, maybe there's another thought that goes along with this and it's persistency see Bartimaeus refused to roll over and play dead he knew this was his opportunity Uh, and as he saw these obstacles he was determined to see Jesus now When life tries to get the upper hand on you, and boy, there's plenty of that going on today as in our own lives as well, remember old Bartimaeus. He never gave up. He never gave up. See, and Jesus heard him. And remember this. You're just as important to Jesus as Bartimaeus is. And that's a beautiful thought. He loves you and cares for you. So Jesus hears his screams. Actually, what he hears is his faith. If there was anything that touched Jesus, it was faith, the faith of an individual. Uh, So many times when he'd be wandering through throngs of crowds, somebody would touch him. Remember the woman who touched him? He said, well, who touched me? Well, Jesus, thousands of people are touching you. I mean, how in the world will I know which one? No, this one had faith. This one had faith to believe. He felt it. Uh, Jesus had a keen sense when it, came to, when it was you know, attributed to faith. He knew who that, you know, he felt it. And he feels that uh, same sense of faith in this man. And he says, go get him. I want to go see, I want to see him. And so what does Bartimaeus do when, when they come to get him? Does he respond like the Athenians did to Paul? You know, we're such an intellectual society here today. Uh, did when Paul presented the claims of the gospel to the Athenians, what did they say? Well, when it's convenient, we'll uh, we'll come and meet with you. How many? You've heard that today, haven't you? When it's convenient. Well, that's not what what Bartimaeus does. What does he do? He jumps up and he seizes the moment. He seizes the moment. It says he throws off his cloak, his old heavy cloak that he wore, and he leaps up and he runs to Jesus. See, Bartimaeus thought this. Maybe Jesus won't ever pass this way again. Here's my... Chance. Here's my opportunity. And that leads us to life lesson number two. When Jesus calls you, and he's always calling you, everyone, to draw closer to him, go for it. When you feel that tug on the heart, when Jesus moves in your heart and says, Come unto me, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to do that. Instead, throw off the heavy cloak. I wonder, do you have any heavy cloaks you're wearing this morning? You know, you have any heavy cloaks you're wearing that sort of slow you down? Well, I don't know if it's my age or what, but I've got this really heavy uh, bathrobe. When I put it on, I really feel it. It slows me down. It's like, I wonder if that's what Bartimaeus felt like. But what did he do? He threw that thing off, and he ran to Jesus, didn't he? Is there anything holding you back today that you're aware of that's holding you back from Jesus? Well, there's a thought to think about. And now Bartimaeus is standing before Jesus, and Jesus asks him, Well, what do you want me to do? Well, if you were blind, what would you want Jesus to do? You want to be healed, wouldn't you? I want to see. Uh, He wouldn't say, Well, Jesus, do you have any change? so that I can go down to the white castle and get a few sliders today?" No, he wouldn't have said that, would he? But what would, what would he have said? He said, I want to see. Lord, I want to I see. I want to see the deep blue sea of the Sea of Galilee. I want to gaze upon the majesty of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. I want to watch people laughing and kids playing in the street. I want to see goodness I want to see beauty. I want to see harmony. I want to see gracefulness. I want to see you, Lord, my Lord, and my God. That's what he wanted to see. He wanted to see physically, but also figuratively as well, didn't he? I want to see you. I want to gaze upon your beauty. Oh, Jesus is so beautiful, isn't he? So there's another life lesson for us today. Be bold in your faith. Be bold in your faith. When was the last time that you asked Jesus for something that was really bold? You know, that was really bold. No holds barred. You have to remember this. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, that's how he modeled faith, didn't he? He says, if you have this much faith, What's he talking about? The faith of a mustard seed. You can't hardly see a mustard seed unless you're right there and you got your glasses on. You couldn't even see it. He says unless you have that much faith. If you do, he said you can move a mountain. Mountain's pretty big, isn't it? That's pretty big compared to, I always liked the saints. They always talked about grains of sand compared to God's faith and the mountain, you know. It only takes a little grain of sand to the, comparatively speaking, to move a mountain. So, hey, you know, that's what we're called to do. Be bold in your faith. And surely, if you understand your faith, surely you're big enough to handle it if God says no, or God says not at this time, or God says wait. Uh, why Why would we do that? But won't you fulfill it right now if I ask you? No, may not be the best thing for you. What you're called to do is trust him. That's what you're called to do. So Jesus says, you want to see me? Well, come on. I'm here. Come and see me. And how does Jesus respond to the blind man's request? Well, he was moved with compassion, wasn't he? Um, He touches Bartimaeus' eyes. And he's immediately healed. Uh, Can you imagine that? I can't. Can you imagine after years being able to see light? Can you imagine that? Walking in darkness. And then you can begin to see light. And the first thing you see is the Son of God. Boy, you know, your eyes, they start to open up. And then they start to focus. And right there is the Son of God. Um, it reminds me of what it will be like when we see Jesus in heaven I've thought about it a lot I've seen pictures of it but I can't wait until the day that I go to heaven and I can see him face to face boy that's going to be awesome I want to see his face I want to hear his voice and I want to follow him with all my heart oh that's beautiful isn't it what a What a beautiful thing to see. And that leads to the final lesson for today. You always get more than you're bargained for with Jesus. Always. He's always got more. Always has more. Um, See, he's even full of surprises, even for a poor beggar like yourself, like myself. He has surprises for us, too. So I'd like to leave you with a couple of thoughts for reflection this morning. Um... We've talked about some important life's lessons today. Never give up. Seize the moment. Be bold in your faith. And with Jesus, you get more than you bargained for. Which one of those do you need to reflect more fully on today? Pick one of those and work on it this week. And the second thing is this. Since Jesus is asking, what do you want me to do for you Maybe this is a good time in your life today to say, well, here's what I want you to do for me, Lord. God bless all of you.